Yo, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Ten Toes Down. And guess what? We are on episode four. Y'all have been rocking with me all month. Happy one month anniversary to y'all. How y'all feeling? Y'all know I'm grateful. Thank y'all for rocking with me. I thank y'all for sharing. I thank y'all for commenting. I thank y'all for posting. Like, I thank you for all the love y'all have been providing all month. What have we been? Consistent. Consistency is key. So I just thank y'all for giving me the push that I need in order to move forward. But, yo, I'm about to get real serious with y'all, man. Before we start this episode, um, this is actually failures part two. But before I get started, I want to give y'all this note. If you don't live your goddamn life, I know something. Live your life, fam. You have to live it. You cannot live for your spouse or your girlfriend or boyfriend or your husband or your wife. You cannot live for your children. You cannot live for your parents. You have to live for you because life is not short. Life is unpredictable. Life is volatile. Whoever told you that life is short has been bullshitting you. And excuse my language, but I'm very passionate about this at the current moment. To say that life is short is a very arrogant way of stating that you know how much time you have left. Nobody knows the date, nor the time, nor the hour on when God is going to take you away from this earth. I have lost four people within a three to four week time frame. Three to four people. In my age bracket, I'm 30. If that doesn't scare the hell out of you, I don't know what should. Like, that is crazy. All for what? You know, and I'm, and I'm not even talking about entrepreneurship. I'm talking about live your life. Did you travel the way that you wanted to travel? Did you eat all the food that you wanted to eat? Did you experience all that you could experience while you are alive? If, if God, if you died today, and God took you to heaven and he replayed your whole entire life. Would you be happy with the results? I saw an Instagram post a while ago and it was saying that hell. What if hell is that you die, you go to heaven and God showed you everything that you could have been. That yo, that hit me in a different spot. Because a lot of us are just living very day-to-day -day mundane lives and we're not getting anything done. We're not moving forward. We're not doing anything. We don't have any meaning. We're living to appease other people. And it's BS at the end of the day. It's BS. Get off your ass and on your feet and live your life, fam. Live your life. I lost four people, dude, four people. One of my skate buddies and his father were on their motorcycles and got hit on a head on collision, died on the spot. I had another friend of mine from high school. I just talked to this dude like two months ago. 
He was doing well. He was over in, in uh, I believe, in Vietnam teaching English. I don't know the details of um, what happened, but he passed away. Had another buddy of mine, my uh, one of somebody in my skate crew. His daughter was a stillborn. So we had somebody from a stillborn all the way up to somebody's father. I believe he was like 54. Like, for you to say that time, that life is short, bro, that's arrogant. You don't, you don't have the, you don't have the, the knowledge base to know something like that. So, so I'm not going to say that, you know, you don't have time to procrastinate, bro. You don't have the knowledge to procrastinate. So get off your ass and on your feet. So that's my regular schedule program. Yo, I'm going to wrap up with y'all. You know what I'm saying? We about to get into failure part two. I'm about to talk to y'all how I was about to, uh, how I was in the process of buying a pharmacy and then how I was in the process of actually trying to start a pharmacy from the ground up and my, my ups and downs that came with that. But I see y'all in a minute though. Hey, yo, is this thing on? Psh, can you hear me? Hey. I heard you want to have some advertisement advertisements on my podcast. Well, you better hit me, hit me in my DM DM so we can make that happen, happen. Hit me. Ten toes down underscore podcast. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Yo, sorry, not sorry for that little rant that I just gave y'all. But yo, live your life, fam. You have to. You have no choice. You don't have the knowledge to procrastinate. You feel me? So, yo, this is failures part two. So after the whole pain management scenario and after the consultant pharmacist scenario that I went through in the previous episode, yo, my next idea was to open a pharmacy. I was thinking that all these ideas that I had in regards to pain management, pharmacy operations, I might as well just open a pharmacy and do it on my own time. So. Um, I started talking to other pharmacists um, just to see, you know, how to get it done, doing my due diligence, looking on Google. And, you know, Google is a very helpful resource in regards to opening a business, but also go talk to people who are actually in the field. So I talked to multiple independent pharmacists, man. I drove to one of my 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 homies that I graduated with in Palm Bay. Um, I went to his pharmacy and shadowed him and get some tidbits from him. I know a lot of different pharmacists here in Florida that I went to go talk to. Um, and they gave me some real good knowledge and real good feedback just with the pros, but also the cons of the business because pharmacy is just forever changing. But so one of the things that they brought to my attention was instead of starting a pharmacy from the ground up, why don't you go buy a pharmacy? And they were like, the reason why you want to do that is because opening a pharmacy has become a lot more difficult because of all the BS that's been going around with pharmacy. And there's a lot of regulatory things that you have to go through, especially to get insurance companies, to get clientele. So it's like, go buy one that has all that stuff already established and it can kind of make your transition a whole lot smoother. And this is why that's important to go talk to people who are in the field, because I didn't even think about that. I didn't even think that was even possible or know that was possible or if I can even afford it. So um, one of the things that I started to look at, and this became my favorite website, bizbysell.com, B-I-Z-B-U-Y-S-E-L-L.com. 
If you're looking to buy into a business or look at businesses that's for sale or you want to sell your business, like this was my life. This is my website for a very long time in regards to looking for pharmacies. So on this website, after searching for a while, I end up I end up getting a broker. Um, So I found a pharmacy in Tampa. So this pharmacy was making great money. Um, it had a compounding lab in which I wanted to, uh, I wanted to compound cause that's kind of where the money is in a sense with the pharmacy, you know, he had like five or six computers. I mean, yo, this pharmacy was laid in retrospect. Now that I'm looking at it, yo, I am so pissed off with myself that I let this slip out of my hands because of my inexperience. But you know what? It's part of the process. So, you know, I, we set up a meeting. I went down to check the pharmacy out. I had talked to the guy. He was well familiar with the with FAMU, which is the school that I graduated from in Tallahassee and a lot of things with regards to law and the regulatory things. So real good dude. And um, the pharmacy was like he was uh, selling it for like two hundred thousand. OK, great. I mean, it sounds great because it's making great money. But me and my inexperience and not knowing all the equipment that he had in there, like for two, he had about, oh my God, he had to have about with, with the inventory and the, the computer systems and everything. He had a probably maybe $300,000 worth of stuff in there on top of the money that he was making from the pharmacy. So I had offered him like 175. And there was somebody that was also bidding against me, not put in a higher bid, but me trying to use my negotiation skills. Um, you know, I kind of went high and then, you know, of course I got outbid because I didn't out, you know, the, my bid wasn't big enough than the other guys. So I ended up losing that pharmacy. And so, and like I said, in retrospect, it was like, bro, what was I thinking? I should have just offered him what he was kind of asking for, maybe a little bit lower and I could have been kind of smooth at the current moment handling some business. So that definitely won't pass me. But that was definitely a major, major learning experience. I learned a lot about the processes and buying a pharmacy. Um, I learned a lot about I looked more to negotiation, started reading more books about negotiation. Um, I started looking at how to assess and evaluate the, the price tag that you know, some of these people are putting on their businesses and how to calculate that properly. So once again, I had to go through that lesson in order to get more input on what I was looking for. So after that, um, I actually found a pharmacy um, that was closer to home because this other pharmacy was in Tampa. This pharmacy was here in Orlando, which is where I live at. Um, so which was, it was close to home because one of the biggest things that I ran into with the other pharmacy was like, how the hell am I going to get back and forth? Cause I got a whole crib here. You know what I'm saying? So it was like, how am I going to do the commute? So I started coming up with different plans and it just, you know, it seemed weary, but you know, if it's meant for me, I was going to make it happen. So I had found, um, a pharmacy, um, here in Orlando, went to go check it out. Yo, it's a really nice pharmacy. Um, so the price tag on it was about $250,000 on it. So a lot of red flags started to happen. Cause like I told y'all, like I started doing more research on how I should begin to engage on this whole thing. 
So I started asking more questions. So like, how long has the pharmacy been in business? So the pharmacy was only in business for like six months. The previous one was in business for 10 years. Big red flag. So why are you selling? Okay, he had some type of family emergency that he had to go back to his home country and do. Okay, that's understandable. I get that. Okay, what are what are you who are your patients? Who is your clientele? Are you filling all prescriptions or are you just filling just controls? So the good thing about his location that he was right across the street from a hospital. Awesome location. So I started asking for his numbers in regards to his income and um, his P&Ls or, or profits and loss. And the numbers were just looking really strange. And my mama always told me, like, if you get that, f- that funny gut feeling, you know, like you need to listen to it. But at this point, for me, it was more about, is it more because of my inexperience or because I'm actually feeling some kind of way? So I continued on and I started looking at the itemized list. So I started looking at, you know, all everything that he had that he's done in the last six months. So we're looking at construction. We're looking at inventory. We're looking at the money he's putting in, money he's taking out, X, Y, Z. Mind you, he's been open for six months. He has two pharmacists and like two techs. I'm assuming this is probably his family. You know what? Not going to assume. I'm just going to ask more questions. So found out that, you know, he's pretty much trying to obtain his money back that he put into it. So he put about 60 grand into the build out. Like I told you before, build outs are expensive. So he was trying to get his money back from the build out on top of like sales tax and all this stuff like that. And I'm just like, bro, I ain't paying for that. I ain't do that. I ain't want that. So after discussing it and negotiating some more, we went from like 250 to 150,000. I thought we were doing something. I thought my negotiation skills were fire. But now you look at it from retrospect, bro, that's a red flag. How'd you drop the price? A hundred thousand dollars. Okay, cool. Began to move forward still. So we moved forward, signed the contract for 150, and we started asking more questions. But the, the contract and the deal was dependent on if we could get something. We had to talk to the landlord because the at this at this current moment, the landlord was pretty much charging him or he was paying a lease to the landlord like four or five grand a month for the next 10 years. Bruh, what were you thinking when you signed this lease? You know what I mean? So I was like, yo, we got to check with the landlord to see if this thing can be altered before we sign this lease because that I'm not trying to get stuck with that. That's the reason why you trying to leave. You trying to put this lease on me, homeboy, and this ain't going to work. So we tried to get in contact with the with the property owner. And I guess the owner of the pharmacy got in contact with the property owner and told him that we were just going to assume the lease. So the 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 owner was trying to wrap this deal up as fast as he could. Because he had to go to India for whatever reason. And so in the middle of this deal, though, he got missing for a month. 
when this deal did not get wrapped up. So we were twiddling our thumbs for a month because he was out of the country. Meanwhile, we're trying to get in contact with the landlord. The landlord states he has no idea what the owner is talking about and that we were just going to, to assume the lease. So pretty much the landlord was like, nah, bro, we keeping this 10 years and the, the owner, he out of town. So it was at that point, it was like, you know what? If it walked like a duck, it sound like a duck. Damn it. It ain't no dog. So we end up dropping that. Um, we, you know, we didn't put any deposit down. God, thank you, God. But once again, that was another learning lesson in regards to leases and, and landlords and obtaining properties and using the skills that I learned from the first pharmacy that I was trying to buy in order to get to the second pharmacy I was trying to buy. You follow me? You see how it's like a, a process? You got to trust the process. Sometimes you got to fail in order to move forward. You follow me? So after all this, I was like, you know what? I hear what everybody's saying, but I'm just going to go ahead and just open a pharmacy from the ground up. Cool. I mean, I have, I did the research. I kind of had everything mapped out how much everything was going to cost. And listen, so we found like this really dope location. It was freaking perfect. You feel me? It was perfect. We had everything laid out. Yo, my pharmacy was about to be, yo, a, a modern trap house on y'all. That thing was about to be crazy. You hear me? So we find a location. Um, it, the crazy part about it, it was it the, the location used to be a pharmacy. So it was already built out. So we didn't have to put no money into that. It was great. Great location. We were about to make this thing happen. So we um we signed the lease and I went to the property management company and put my deposit down. So I had went to the city just to see if there was anything special that I need. And um, because everybody's a little bit different depending on what city that you're in, went to the city, and the city told me that. This doggone place is not zoned for pharmacy. Can y'all believe that, bruh? It ain't zoned for, listen. So if y'all don't know nothing about zoning, here's a little quick express knowledge. Zoning is something that a city puts in place or does that pretty much dictates where something can go. So this is why you don't see strip clubs by churches or strip clubs by schools or liquor stores by your mom and them house, whatever the case is. You know what I'm saying? So it's kind of how the city puts some type of order to where things are. So under zoning, there is a permitted use and there is a conditional use. Permitted use is saying that you can do it. Conditional use is stating that you cannot do it, do it unless you have approval. Okay, so un so where we were at the this spot that I signed a lease at and put a deposit on and don't laugh at me, y'all, because although I just joked at this man for signing a 10 year lease at five grand a month, I signed the lease for like thirty seven hundred dollars and it was going to be for like eight years. Don't judge me. Judge your mama. OK, but I thought I had got a really good deal on it. It was a good location and I thought we were going to be there for a while. Mind your business. OK, Learn lesson learned. All right. So um, called the um, I had called the property management company and told him like, yo, the city just told me that 
yo, this spot is not zoned for a pharmacy. And so the lady had contacted the city. According to her, the city said the only thing they need to see is that I'm trying to open a pharmacy. I'm like, well, according to what the writing on the wall says in this black and white penmanship, like it doesn't matter what they say because this is not a permitted or a conditional use so what happened was that yes you heard me earlier that a pharmacy used to be there but in 2017 when marijuana became legal in florida they put dispensaries and pharmacies in the same category so therefore it completely switched to zoning so if you were a pharmacy before you got grandfathered in but that pharmacy had closed down maybe two or three years before that rule got into place. So that was pretty much irrelevant. So she was telling me, you know, all you got to do is get your architectural plans and show the city that you want to do it. And this is what it's going to be. Architectural plans, if y'all don't know, are like six bands. And this depends on where you're at. So my pharmacy, the, my spot that I was in was very good size. So we're talking good money in order to do this. So we're talking six grand with something that I may not be able to use. Nah, bruh. Nah, that, that don't sound kosher. So um, it's funny how God works because I had, you know, did a little blog spot on, um, on Facebook and a friend of mine from high school. Now, mind you, in high school, I used to talk to everybody. I mean, I talked to everybody from the jocks all the way down to the goth kids, all the way to the nerds. I was a nerd myself, whatever the case is. Don't judge me once again, judge your mama. But I talked to everybody. So um, a guy that I knew in high school, I haven't talked to him in a while, but he caught wind of what was happening according to my blog or my little post that I put on Facebook. Um, his name is Samuel Gaslin. You know, he hit me up um, and I found out that he's a commercial realtor here in Orlando. So, you know, he put me in contact with everybody that I need to be in contact with um, in order to kind of maneuver what I was trying to maneuver. So after getting letters from the city, um, getting letters about the zoning and, and getting everything that I need to get to from the higher ups, yo, they let me out of this lease with my full deposit in my hand. If God ain't good, I don't know what is. You hear me? That's like, and I'm talking to other like realtors and stuff like that. Yo, something like that is unheard of. Mind you, it was eight years, bro. At 3,700. I, I mean, I was cracking on bro, but I did the same exact damn thing. Like I said, don't judge me. But yo, like God is good, dude. God is good. But you, do you see, I hope as you guys are listening you, you see the process like you have to jump, you have to walk, you have to, you know, you have to do something in order to, to learn and fail. Because if you stay stagnant, you're not going to go nowhere. I have failed four times with possibly some major things in the last, you know, year and a half. You feel me? So, yo, you have to step out of your comfort zone. You have to do some things that are uncomfortable in order to become comfortable in it and get the knowledge that you need to get from it. But yo, we're going to cut to a commercial break. I'm going to hit y'all with the book of the week and we're going to wrap this thing up. I'll see y'all in a minute though. Linda, 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 listen, Linda. I heard you want to get free advertising on my podcast. Well, hit me up in my DM at 10 toes down underscore podcast so we can make that happen 
Stop playing. Yo, welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, happy one month anniversary to y'all. Yo, we have made it to the end of the podcast. Thank you for rocking with me for this podcast and for the last three. I appreciate y'all and love y'all definitely. Um, But book of the week, never split the difference. Negotiating as if your life depended on it by Chris Voss. V is in Victor OSS. This is the book that had me thinking I was a goddamn superhero with my negotiation skills. But, yo, this is a great, great book. It's not just negotiating business, but negotiating deals, cars, just life in general. Great, great book. Highly recommend it. Y'all already know what I be on. Audible, Bezos, holla at your boy. But, um, yo, thank y'all for tuning in. Thank you, thank you, thank you. But definitely, yo, um, call your homies up, man. Call your family. Call your friends. Call your coworkers. Yo, it's really call them and tell you, tell them that you love them, man, or that you're thinking about them. Give folks the flowers while they can still smell them. Um, yo, definitely, I appreciate y'all. Um, see y'all next week, and remember. Y'all got 10 toes down. You got another chance to get this right. I holla at y'all, man. Peace. Yo. Yo, I couldn't leave the podcast without doing this. Yo, thank you so much for tuning in over the last month and rocking with the 10 toes down team we really appreciate it but we definitely want to dedicate this episode um to the fallen that we have lost over the last three to four weeks so i dedicate this to dominique Parrish and his partner makia brown who lost their daughter i'll also like to dedicate this to dj kid kid and his father and the johnson family and i will also like to dedicate this to my homie nate starworth May you guys and baby rest in paradise and we'll pray to see you one day. You guys have a good one. Remember, you got 10 toes down. You got another chance to get this right, guys. Peace out.